The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Ask the always say good morning to Doris Turner. Ask her to stay around for about 20, 25 minutes if she will. Uh, belated birthday? Yes, September the 14th, but I you celebrate, celebrate all month all long. All month long. All month long. So Good I feel you. really proud and, and um, you know, excited that I get to close out my birthday month with you. Say what? No, I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you. Um, I, so I Google, just for the funny, I Google Doris Turner, and I'm, you know, finding out all that. I'm going to ask you about your social media because w- what an effort you folks have done, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But it says Doris Turner... American politician. Is that okay with you? I I don't know. It may be. If if you were saying Doris Turner in two or three words, what would it be? Amazing woman. Okay. How about that? I'll go with that. You said it. I'm not <laughs> arguing with you. If you, if you said it. No, you know, that that's fine. You know, I, I think that sometimes the word politician gets a kind of negative, negative connotation. And so people will say, oh, Doris Turner, she's a career politician, but what I would say is that Doris Turner is someone that has spent a lifetime in community service to this community. Um, you know, I tell people all the time that, um, you know, I'm Springfield native, mm-hmm. born and raised here, and, um, you know, long before I ever dreamed of running for office and becoming an elected official, I began my community activism uh, with School District 186 always been a huge proponent of education and public education and then took that and um, you know started volunteering throughout this community and then that translated into elective office because you know there's a difference between um, there's a difference between volunteering and making policy and so and I really felt like I could take all of the experience that I had with my volunteerism throughout this community and use that to make policy. And that's what and that's what an elected official does, makes policy. Somebody, maybe you, you probably had a great deal of input, uh, put together um, it, it, newspapers, billboards, signs, but social media. Uh, every time I go to my Facebook page, I see a Doris Turner commercial. How does that work? Did you guys purposely know what you could target certain audiences? That's obvious. Uh, yeah, you you definitely can. But you know, it's just another way that we can get our message out out in the in the public airwaves. And you know, we um, we actually have a a a very um, organized, aggressive campaign that's focused, it's engaged, and we utilize social media. But we um, you know we also utilize a lot of other avenues as well. And and we have never left. The good old-fashioned door-to-door human contact because that's actually what what works. That's what you know. I when I ran for a county board many years ago, mm-hmm. you know, I spent ten years on the county board, nine and a half on the Springfield City Council. Um, I tell everybody a county board race is a shoe leather shoe leather race, and I would say that a state senate race is a shoe leather is a shoe leather race as well. So, uh, over the course of our campaign, we have actually hit a hundred and ten thousand doors. Wow. So, and we have probably made uh, about 40,000 phone calls. So that's human-human contact. That's me walking up to the door saying, hi, my name is Doris Turner. Um, can I talk to you for a few minutes? 
And because of the other work that we have done, more often than not, when I knock on that door, I say, hi, my name's Doris Turner. Like, oh, I know you. I, you know, I've seen your commercials. And people actually like them. I mean, they, they talk about them. They talk about how, how warm they are and that they are really an expression of who I am. Because, I mean, Sam, you know, uh, as well as others, I have lived on that same corner since 1981. Mm-hmm. People just, they know I'm there. They don't care if it's the county board doors, city council doors, state senator doors. They feel very comfortable just dropping by, knocking on the door. Hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? If we're sitting outside, you know, cooking, people stop by. Hey, can I get a, you know, can I get a plate? That's just who we are. That, and that's, that's what we are to this community. And if you look at my ads, that's what comes across. You know, the genuine Doris Turner. Um, other organizations, and there are a lot of PACs out there that can mm-hmm. pay for political ads. Do you have, or does a candidate have the final say over whether that ad runs or not? Yes. Yes. So um, we, we do have, uh, if, you, if you notice, all of, our, um, all of our advertisement, all of our commercials are paid for by Friends of Doris Turner. Mm-hmm. We don't have any of what's called dark money. Uh, other candidates do. Other candidates in this race do. Uh, so, yeah, and then uh, we look at review and okay everything that goes out because it's, it's you know, it's, it has my name on it. Are you getting money at all from the Democrat Party at the state level for Senate? Um, I've Okay, so let me, I have not gotten any money from the Democratic Party of Illinois. Okay. I have gotten money from the Senate Democrats. Okay, Senate yes, Democrats. Yes, okay, I'm just rephrasing that, yes, it wrong. I have, no, I just wanted to make be sure. Understand. Yeah. So there is a Senate Democrat organization uh-huh, yes, that a, provides money to you and to other candidates mm-hmm, as well. To other candidates. Uh, yes. but, I also, but I also have done my own fundraising, and I, and I will tell you that a huge amount of money that I receive is by uh, low-dollar donors. Okay. I had a, I had a fundraiser, a birthday party fundraiser, actually last Monday, and the the door price was $25, and it was at the beer distributors. And that room was full of people that wrote $25, $50 checks. And I will tell you that that $25, $50 check means more to me than a $50,000 check because that's a person that that $25 means a lot to them. But they feel so strongly about me and about my campaign that they're willing to give me that $25 or that $50. When you knock on doors, what are they talking about? When you sit and talk or stand and talk to somebody mm-hmm. and say, what's on your mind? What are their concerns? You know, it's really interesting because um, when I start talking, you know, I talk about the things that, that I have been working on. And um, and I talk about, you know, because the, the things that I'm really focused on are education, uh, access to health care, and um, economic development. I think that those are very important to, to this to this district. And uh, people are very interested in, in those things. I've had some people talk to me about, um, you know, the, the legislative session and um, some things around um, choice. You know, the, that, that, mm-hmm. com- that comes up often. Um, but, the, you know, there really isn't any kind of hot-button issue that you expect, you know, people to be all up in arms about or, you know, that I have, not, I have really not gotten that. You did not vote for the Safety Act that's going to go into effect. As I recall, Senator Menard was in the Senate then. Right. I came in. Uh, Short. 
I came into the Senate February the 6th of 2021. Right. And I believe that legislation was voted on at the end of the previous session. Right. Um, do you think there will be a special session to address this all of a sudden? And, and I, I wonder why it took so long. And maybe it's because it's the political campaign season and people looking for issues. Do you think there will be some meaningful change in that? You know, I will tell you that even though I I wasn't in the um, Senate when the Safety Act was passed, while I have been there, there have been two trailer bills that I've had the opportunity to be part of that discussion, and I did vote uh, vote on both of those trailer bills that made some minor changes in in that legislation. Um, over the uh, since we have uh, adjourned, there have been several working groups okay. that have been work in the Senate Senate members several working groups that have been working. And um, issues around public safety has been one of those working groups. So what I would uh, I would tell you, I doubt that there's going to be a special session, but uh, there will probably be something come up in veto session. Property taxes. People talk about property tax in Illinois. Can the General Assembly address that in some meaningful way? Well, you know, um, I was part of a, a uh, and did vote on property tax relief. Uh, we did a, a package of bills that provided property tax relief, some relief at the pump, and also some relief at the uh, grocery store checkout. And I was really proud to be a part of that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just got a message from someone uh, before I came that got their rebate check in the mail on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So those checks are hitting 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 the mailboxes. Uh, property taxes is always a, a huge issue. It's one of those hot-button issues that people like to throw throw out. So, you know, we did do some work on that. And, um, you know, there may be some other things that that come up. Uh, I I would be a little surprised in Illinois if the choice question, because we have a very progressive, to Mm -hmm. say the least, uh, stance, law, mandated by law, regarding abortions in Illinois. Mm -hmm. Um, What is the concern? Are people afraid that I don't see Illinois flipping red here all of a sudden? What what, what would be the concerns? You know, I don't think, I don't don't see Illinois flipping red. You're you're absolutely right. But I do think that people are concerned because um, there is a a move for states to make some very draconian, pass some very draconian legislation. And you know, if you look at all of the states around us, that's exactly what's happening. So there's a lot of a lot of issues uh, that you know kind of trickle in. Uh, people are very up in arms up in arms about it because if you look at the Supreme Court's decision, it talks about reproductive health, but but you also heard uh, Justice Thomas talk about several other things that he would like to see. Mm-hmm. You know that changes changes being made so i think that a lot of that is on a lot of people's a lot of people's minds and, and you know we we always thought that you know the issue around choice was settled law as a matter of fact if you remember sam when the supreme court justices were going through their confirmation hearings and they were asked that question they all replied that's settled law and then we found out it wasn't quite so settled so if we look at the other things that, you know, are being discussed that we in Illinois think are, you know, set of law, perhaps that's not the case as well. Mm-hmm. So we have to we have to remain vigilant and, you know, we can't we can't get complacent. We and we have to really, um, you know, keep our eyes and ears open about what's happening all around us. But, but in Illinois, you said that as you go out door to door, it's on some people's minds. Mm-hmm. It may not be. 
You know, I, I think is the economy in the state of Illinois when you talk know. about a Senate district? Do people talk about the? They talk about the price of gasoline, or they think that's more of a national problem than is a state problem? You know, I think that you know it's it's it becomes part of the conversation, but I think that we talk about those things that we have done in Illinois that have really affected people's pocketbooks. And I think that, you know, no matter what side of the aisle that you come down on in your political views, you, you, we have to all agree that Illinois is in a much better fiscal situation now than it was four years ago. And I think that that impacts everybody. It impacts everybody's bottom line. And, um, and, and I think we're going to see more of that. But a lot of that, people say, is because of the help from D.C. There has been lots of money that's flowed in, not just Illinois, mm-hmm. all the other states who've made them a lot better off financially than they were. And again, most of those were under a Biden administration, so let's, you know, call uh-huh. it like it is. Uh, and, and that's to their credit. That's mm-hmm. to the, They felt they wanted to do this. The opponents are going to say it's caused some other issues, and I'm not going to worry about that at the moment. But it's been nice. Now, has that money been invested correctly here in Illinois? But you know, Sam, let me let me go back to sure. your, to your original statement. People will say that they they will say that a lot. That the reason why Illinois is in such good financial mm-hmm. situ, uh, situation is because of the money from D.C. And I would push back on that and okay. say that that's not necessarily the case. I would tell you that we began to see an uptick in our financial outlook before we started getting money from D.C. So that's you know I um I have been. You know, I travel a lot throughout the district sure. and have and have really immersed myself into the district and use as many opportunities as I can to have conversations with people and get in front of groups. And so I have been to uh, Kiwanis meetings uh, and over in Decatur a lot. And um, in one of the first meetings I went to, I was talking about the fiscal, you know, how Illinois has kind of rebounded. And someone made that comment. And the more we got into that discussion, they were like, well, you know, you're, you're, you're right. We did start to rebound long before we started getting that money. And I would tell you that when um, COVID was one of those things that hit us and hit us hard and um, nobody saw it coming, it was something that we had never, ever experienced. And it put a drain on, on a, lot of our, a lot of our resources because we were, you know, just trying to, trying to do what we could in, in that moment. So the money that we received from Washington helped us to, you know, kind of rebound from that money that we had spent to address COVID. And, uh, and I believe that we really did do some phenomenal things with that money. Um, I was very um, excited to see what we were able to do, especially in, uh, in Springfield, in District 186, with the funding that they received through those COVID funds. And, you know, um, kids really went through a lot. There's a lot of mental issues around around that, um, a lot of learning, you know, things that that happened, and um, they really used that money to address a lot of that and really put it into the the one-on-one help that you know that students needed in order to you know kind of rebound from what they were experiencing. So I think that that funding was um, it it was used in in a very good way. I hear a lot of people talking about parents' involvement in education and how they're not involved or they're shunned or ignored. Or, and I'm thinking, then run for school board. Real simple. If you really want to make a change, 
then get elected to the board. I, I'm not so sure why I understand people, the frustration, if you don't like the way a school board, and that's hadn't been that way in this town for a while. Mm-hmm. We know that. But, but there was a time when people ran because they wanted to change direction right. of what the board was doing. Yeah, and you know, um, again, public education is something I'm very, 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 very sure. interested in. But, you know, I think that we want parents to be involved in their kids' education. We really do. I think that that's one way that you can, um, you know, kind of guarantee success. Because it has to be, it can't just be the teacher. Teachers have kids for a certain amount of number, you know, certain amount of hours during the day. But, you know, we also have to understand that some parents really want to be involved in their kids' education, in educational experience, but maybe they don't know how. Maybe they need, you know, they need some support on how can I help my child? How can I become more involved? And we have to make it more, um, you know, kind of user-friendly, so to say. We have to see what we can do to, um, you know, encourage activities when parents are able to be involved. You have a record as a senator. Mm-hmm. Uh, your opponent has a record as a member of the House. Mm-hmm. Are we going to continue to see? I'm not so sure from you. I, she's not here to answer. Are we going to continue to see uh, commercials aimed or geared or focused on votes you have both taken? You know, um, I have I have a, a a a record of accomplishment not only on the in the Senate but during my time on the county board during my time on the city council and I will tell you that I'm excited to talk about my record of accomplishments in the, in this in the Senate so I went into the Senate I said February of 2021 and during that short period of time it's remarkable the things that I've been able to bring back to this community um, for instance I brought back um, a capital bill that provided $500,000 to Sacred Heart Griffin to refurbish their tennis courts. Mm-hmm. That's a half a million dollars to Sacred Heart Griffin to refurbish their tennis courts. And that's important because it not only provides an opportunity for those students at Sacred Heart Griffin, but those are tennis courts that are also used by that surrounding community. Right. So the community has an opportunity. So, and Sam, I'm a North End girl. Do you know what? Do you know what I had to hear about that? <laughs> He's not answering. <laughs> that, wasn't an easy, that wasn't an easy lift, Sammy. <laughs> Where did you hear about I'm, I'm missing something. Wait, I'm sorry. Where you had to hear about the, the, the uh, tennis courts at SHG? Yeah. No, the, the half a million dollars. Uh, Northside Pride. Wondering what's Doris doing? <laughs> has, she, has she gone to the Senate and lost her mind? No, I understand. I'm sure you got a little flack on that. No, and then there was a, a million dollars to the YMCA. Sure. To you know help with their with their building fund, uh, five million dollars to the city of Springfield for uh, you know violence prevention funding, a million dollars to Sangamon County for um, you know job development program. Um, $250,000 for a feasibility study to see what we do with, to begin to see what we do with, um, you know, Third um, Street after we move everything, right, right. All the, everything over to Sixth Street. So, you know, uh, money for pre-apprenticeship programs. So all of this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. It happens because you have someone that knows this community, understands this community, and has immersed herself in this community and has the wherewithal to be able to work with my colleagues to make that happen. 
but in political reality, it's also nice that you are a part of the majority party. Because, and that may be an argument, that may be an argument you can have that I think the Blues are going to keep control of the House and Senate and probably the governor's office. And, and, and it's I nice would make, to have that relationship. And I would make that argument that that's why people should vote for me. That, well, I, you <laughs> know, that's, I was leading up to that. All right, now let's go to a little bit. Um, there is a commercial that has mm-hmm. surfaced. Uh, it's rather, no, not rather, it's critical. I don't know. I'm going to guess maybe a Senate staff put it together. That would be my guess, but that's why I asked about, I'm sure both sides have to okay. It uh, it talks about a number of issues about you personally, uh, about having decorations or cars or trips to Vegas, misspending money and so on and so forth, uh, trying to get involved in a trial, uh, having government workers clean your house and so on. It it is out there. You have seen it. Will you have a formal reaction to that? You know, Sam, let me just say this. Sure. Um, as a member of the media and where you and your employment, mm-hmm. you uh, more than others probably had a bird's eye view of everything that happened around that 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Uh, I didn't realize it was 20. Yes, wow. wow. About 20 years ago. Because I work ago. Secretary of State, and yes. that's uh-huh. about when 20, somebody you know uh-huh. and care for work. Right. About 20 years ago. So, And that's nothing new to this community. I mean, you know, we, we all live, you know, we all live through that. It was a very difficult time. It was, an, it was a very difficult time. And, and I will tell you, uh, leaning on my family and strong community support, because um, everything that you read in here is not necessarily the reality. Sure. So and people know me; they know my family, and so uh, leaning on that strong community support and actually my faith, you know, we we made it through it. Right. And uh, and uh, actually, and when I say this to people, they look at me like I'm I'm crazy. But actually, bigger, better, and stronger than bef- than before that happened. Um, you know, it's and I will tell you as as I was going through that, there's a a gospel song that so when I in my commercials when I talk about my faith that's not that's not something for the commercial that's my life that's that's who I am as a person and so there's a, a gospel song and it, it's by Tremaine Hawkins and it part of it says you know I never lost my praise I never lost my hope I never lost my joy but most of all I never lost my faith and I listened to that song over and over and over because it really gave me um, gave me a lot of solace and and even now when you know I'm think something's happening that you know kind of brings me down I listen to that and I will tell you uh, that's how I really feel now too never lost my praise and made it over through that what what really bothers me about that commercial is that it's very aggressive and it's Full of innuendos and things that are are simply not true, uh, and unfortunately, um, unfortunately, when people don't have a record of accomplishment that measures up to mine, or and when they feel that they are entitled to something and they see that begin to slip away, that's when that happens. So if you notice, I continue to talk about what I've done, what I'm going to do, and engage in this, in the community, engage in the public. And unfortunately, um, you know, since there's nothing 
to talk about, they come back with that. I mean, you know, Sam, how many times have you been to my house? Many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you really believe that I force government, a state worker to come in and clean my house? Do you really believe that? <laughs> I, I would have no reason it's to really believe kind, It's really kind of comical. It's, it's, it's kind of comical if, if but you But I probably me. found somebody that said that. No, you know what? I, so? I doubt it. Okay, well, I don't, I don't think you'd I, make that. I, I, okay, I doubt I, it. Will you address each of those assertions, yeah. or are you just going to move on with your campaign? You know, I'm, I'm continuing to do what, okay. I, I'm continuing to do what, I, have, what I have been doing, and, and I will tell you it's working. People are really, uh, people are really engaged and wedded in this campaign, which, which really comes down to the way that we have been able to draw people into this, into this campaign. It's resonating, and I will tell you, um, our polling is showing that it's working, and, and we're going to be successful. And that's scary to some people. As always, uh, thanks for coming in. Oh, for sure. Thanks for the and opportunity. And thanks for sharing your birthday with us, celebration, I, as we wrap it up today. Yeah, where else would I be? Think, well, I got a lot of guests. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you. Thanks. Good to see you, too. Thanks. Hey, I'm Springfield. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.